What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the uh, Patriots, Rams, Lakers, and Dodgers podcast. This is the first episode that I'm launching. I am your host, Lorenzo Loro Antonio. Um, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss today. Um, what we're going to talk about today is have the Dodgers gotten hot at the right time? And the Rams 2-0 start and how they can improve on that. And can the Patriots bounce back from their disappointing loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars last Sunday? All right. Um, let's start off with talking about the Dodgers. Um, so far for the Dodgers, I feel like the Dodgers have gotten hot at the right time. But, but I think the Dodgers have played their base, best baseball around this time and they've gotten hot at the right time and there's reasons why because they've gotten healthier at the right time Kenley Jansen was out for a week in August due to irregular heartbeats but now he is back and healthy but he may get another heart surgery in two weeks and after the season ends he will still be playing on this playoff roster Kenley Jansen, luckily, he only missed a week. And that Dodger bullpen last month was something that was struggling due to the fact that we tried closer by committee last month, but that did not work out. But he may get heart surgery in two weeks, two weeks after the season ends. But he will still be playing on that roster throughout the playoffs and expect the Dodgers to make that World Series run, which I'll get to in a minute. Justin Turner, who I think has gotten healthier after missing the first two months of the season due to a broken left wrist, after getting hit by a pitch during a spring training game against the Oakland A's. It looked really bad when I watched it. And then he also pulled a groin muscle in July, which he missed some time. He used the full 10 to 11 days on the disabled list. But he has shown that he can get hot at the right time and healthier at the right time. Although, last week, I meant, sorry, I meant, although, JT... Is having a good month of September. And he's one of the reasons why the Dodgers have gotten hot at the right time. And Clayton Kershaw has really pitched his best baseball since coming off the DL both times. One with a sore bicep and then one with a strained back. But I think Clayton Kershaw, after the season, I think he's going to get a contract extension. And I think they will save the money to to extend him. I think that will happen. And I'm also going to get to, will the Dodgers win the World Series this season? And I do believe they will. Ever since Corey Seager went out and he was missed for the rest of the season with Tommy John surgery and hip surgery that he had, Manny Machado has filled in nicely 
although he is on a rental contract since he's on a contract year and that he's going to be a free agent after the season. But since the Dodgers traded him in July, he has filled in the void for Seager nicely. I thought we didn't need him at first because of the options we had internally and we had guys that were versatile. I predicted when Corey Seager was out for the season, I thought Kike Hernandez would be the starting shortstop. But Dave Roberts went with Chris Taylor. And Chris Taylor did a good job there. And he makes an impact defensively. And Chris Taylor is used all over the infield. And he could play some outfield. But I do think that the front office did a good job in getting Manny Machado. And this Dodger team wouldn't be where they are now if we didn't trade for Machado. But... One of the reasons why I think the Dodgers will win the World Series is because it's not only that Manny Machado will do it alone. It's going to take about 25 guys to win the World Series, and I know they're all motivated. I know that they're going to take the next step. And Dave Roberts has done a very good job on constructing this team and following the instructions of the front office. Because... He has a positive demeanor in this dugout and a good chemistry that he has built with players. And getting back to have they gotten hot at the right time. People have found their roles in the bullpen. Roberts doesn't have a traditional bullpen set up. So whoever has the hot hand will be in during the 8th inning. And I always predict who will be in the eighth inning to set up Jansen, the closer. From what I see, I think Kenta Maeda is the guy to, to be the man in the eighth inning that gives the ball to Kenley Jansen. Although I see him as a starter, I do think the Dodgers should just do a little contract tweak in the offseason so that Maeda could, could get incentives on how many games he's pitched in relief and he'll get paid for that. Even though he's currently on an eight-year contract that he signed two years ago. But I also wanted to talk about here today. Should the Dodgers keep using all right-handed bats against lefties? I think it works sometimes, but it doesn't. Because you have to use some left-handed bats in the lineup. But... I can guarantee you this. When Corey Seager comes back from Tommy John surgery and the left hip surgery that he had, he is guaranteed to be starting because he's the everyday shortstop. And he has the ability to hit both pitching since he's a left-handed hitter. I know that left-on-left matchups are hard. And I get that. But when a left-handed starter is on the mound, I know the Dodgers have the guys... To hit left-handed pitching. I know Yasiel Puig can. He's very capable of doing that. Matt Kemp can hit lefties. Kike Hernandez is strong at hitting lefties. Chris Taylor can hit lefties. Brian Dozier. I mean, he can hit lefties, but Brian Dozier's been on a slump as of late. But, besides Seager, I also guarantee you that Cody Bellinger is in that lineup every day against lefties. Because... 
he knows how to hit lefties. But this year, he has, it's been an up and down year for him because lefties have made adjustments on how to pitch to him. Which has put him in a slump this season. But in the end, he knows how to hit lefties very well. But it sometimes it works to use all right-handed bats depending on who's pitching. So in the, when in the playoffs start, I kind of predicted who this lineup would be against lefties for the Dodgers when they face a southpaw in the postseason. And Brian Dozier for sure is going to be left out of that playoff roster. So, um, if you look at the playoff roster lineup against lefties, for example, um, you will find and see who will it be. But, I think, if you look, I'll break that down for you. Who, who will hit lefties in the postseason will be uh, Chris Taylor, Kike Hernandez, Justin Turner, Manny Machado, Cody Bellinger, Matt Kemp, Yasmani Grandal, Yasiel Puig, and whoever's the starting pitcher of that game. And I think this Dodger team, since the beginning of August, knows how to hit lefties, and they have gotten better at that. And I also made a point that Yasmani Grandal has earned time to start against left-handed pitching because of his improved mechanics against left-handed pitching. And even though Yasmani Grandal is a switch hitter, he is most comfortable hitting right-handed. Left-handed, I mean. Because Grandal has power on the left side of the plate. And he knows how to make contact on the left side. I know he likes swinging at that low pitch. And I do see Grandal in the lineup every day in the playoffs. But I think Austin Barnes will definitely get his share starts or be a pinch runner. But I think Grandal is the better option to start behind the dish against left-handed pitching. Because... He has done a good job of that. And I do believe the Dodgers will sweep the Padres this weekend. Because it will help the Dodgers clinch the National League West for a sixth year in a row. Either in Arizona or San Francisco. But it all depends on if the Rockies get swept by the D-backs this weekend or against the Philadelphia Phillies next week. So we will have to see how it all plays out this weekend. I predict that the Dodgers will either clinch the West, either in Arizona on the 26th of September or on the 30th against the Giants, depending how this weekend plays out and how the Rockies do against the Phillies when they open up a four-game series starting Monday. But all in all, this Dodger team is set, ready to go for the playoffs. I think it felt like since... Yesterday, since May 17th, when the Dodgers were on a slump, before May 17th, they were they found a way to pick it up. And that I felt like that the Dodgers got out at the right time. Now my next segment 
is we're going to talk about the New England Patriots. And I'm going to talk about how they will bounce back against the Detroit Lions. And I think the Patriots will bounce back with a better offense. They got to execute. They just got to take care of the football. If they can do that, the Patriots are in good shape on all three phases of the game. Patriots, I think, need to do a better job covering receivers because last week the secondary left a few guys open against the Jags. And that's what caused the Patriots to lose that game. But a bounce-back game, I think, will happen on Sunday night. But the Patriots are not worried about their slow start to the 2018 season, but they'll come along as the 2018 season progresses. My next segment. Well, Matt Patricia, I'll coach Bill Belichick. And I put it in, in these terms. I see it as a competitive game, and I don't think Matt Patricia will out coach Bill Belichick because I think it will be a, a game. Whoever has the most points in this game will win it. Both guys know each other very well since Patricia started working under Belichick as an understudy even before he became a head football coach for a team. So I believe the Patriots will win in a close contest. And my score there will be 24-21. Because I think I think both coaches want to coach against each other. I think it's going to be a really good duel. But on the other hand, what I think Josh Gordon brings to the table is I think he will be that big deep threat that the Patriots are looking for. Since they had Randy Moss. And I think it will help offensively. And adding another weapon for Brady to throw to. Along with Gronk, Edelman, Hogan, and White. If Gordon can stay out of trouble. I think this Patriots team is going to be a dangerous offensive team. That will play in the Super Bowl for a third year in a row. Which I do believe that's going to happen. Because... Josh Gordon really will help in that phase. And I believe that Josh Gordon will be a great complement to the Patriots' offense, along with Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, James White, and Tom Brady. But I think that Josh Gordon not only will make the Patriots better in finding a deep receiver, I think it's going to put pressure off of Edelman and Gronk and James White because I think Tom Brady will mix and match his targets in in who he will throw to. Because I think that uh, this Patriot team is going to beat the Lions and I think that uh, Gordon will be one of those reasons why. And... My other segment is for the Patriots. Will the Patriots lead the league in offense once Julian Edelman returns from his four-game PED suspension? I believe so because Edelman's presence was sorely missed after with the torn ACL. But he is ready as he can be. And that Patriots fans will be ready to catch passes from his buddy Tom Brady. Once he's cleared to play against the Colts on Thursday night in the Thursday night game in game five of the 2018 season. And honestly, Edelman, I've missed seeing him play last year. 
and I'm ready to see him make his first game back since he tore his ACL in a, in a preseason game against the Detroit Lions. And I do believe that Edelman makes a huge difference for this Patriots team, especially on third down. Um, he's a guy that Tom Brady trusts, and uh, Julian Edelman is definitely a guy that makes an impact on all phases of our football team, especially on offense. But I didn't think back then, when he found out he was going to be suspended for four games after the 2018 season, that he should have not, he that he didn't even take those drugs. And I thought that was wrong for the NFL to do that. Because, I mean, the tr- the trainers could give out... Drugs, but I think I think it was wrong for the NFL to suspend him for that. I didn't think he violated any of that. Now let's move on to the Rams. I believe the Rams will go 3-0 this season. To start the season, I mean. Excuse me. Against the Chargers. Because the Rams team, this Rams team looks elite on paper. They also showed why they can be a Super Bowl team title contending team in the first two games of the season because of their scary defense. If the Rams defense can hold the Chargers offense down, then the chances of the Rams winning is likely. And I also think that with the loss of Greg Zerline affecting the Rams special team, I don't think it should affect the Rams because Zerline should be back in a few weeks after messing up his uh quad during before the game against the Cardinals while warming up and Sam Finken is the next man up but Sam Finken is no Zerline but the Rams will be in good hands and special teams for now until big leg Zerline returns when Zerline returns then watch out for his big leg of of his as he will start the opening kickoffs to kick the ball in the end zone for touchbacks and I kind of want to go into depth on Austin Blythe starting over Jamon Brown. I think it remains to be seen because Jamon Brown is coming off a two-game PED suspension. But for me, it's too early to say. If Blythe has already stolen the starting right guard spot over Brown, but but we'll see the next eight to ten games if he does. If Blythe, in my opinion, is the starting right guard over Brown, then it looks like the Rams may find a trade partner for to save money. And then let's talk about Todd Gurley, about if he'll have another three touchdown game against the Chargers. And I do expect that because what he did last week was was the Todd Gurley that Rams fans have used to seeing. Like he's the guy that Jared Goff gives the ball to. Whenever to begin the game, whenever the Rams are on first and goal, I think Todd Gurley will have a break, another breakout game against the LA Chargers, and he'll get four touchdowns. But it's going to be fun to see him duel with Melvin Gordon because I think Gurley is an elite running back in the NFL, and I think he is one of the best players that the Rams have, and he's the next Eric Dickerson. And I have to say, Todd Gurley not only will have a multi 
touchdown performance. He will lead the league in rushing touchdowns, so I think he will rush over 200 yards against the Chargers. My final thoughts for this podcast today with the Dodgers. They open up a three-game series today against the San Diego Padres. And I think Ross Stripling's going to have a good game. Rich Hill's going to pitch well. And I think Ryu is going to pitch a good game too. I expect a six-game win streak, sweep the Padres, and then and then and then head into Arizona looking to win the National League West for a sixth straight season, either on the 26th of September or on the 30th. But also for the Dodgers, we want to congratulate Jaime Harin for being inducted into the Dodgers Ring of Honor. I think even though that he is the Vin Scully of the Spanish language broadcasts, I think Harin has been the heart and soul of the Dodgers, just like Vin Scully. But he is an icon for sure, but... Jaime, it, Jaime is a wonderful man, and I think he loves the Dodgers, and I think he is ready to uh, still call their games until his 62nd year. And for the Patriots, with my last thoughts, I think it's a 24-21 win over the Lions. And for the Rams, I think they will have a high-scoring game. I think it's going to go... 45 Rams, 42 Chargers. That's my final thoughts for now. Um, We'll talk to you next week um, for the next episode of the Patriots, Rams, Lakers, and Dodgers podcast. Have a good weekend, everybody.